We're on the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? To more of Early Break with Sip and Jay. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. It was a eye-opening open seg- uh, opening segment for people because uh, we had a tweet that we saw from Jerry DiNardo. I'm going to read this again. We was joined by Sean Callahan now to start the 6:30 segment here. This is from this is from Jerry DiNardo, Sean. Thank you for joining us this morning. And this this tweet has caught people off guard, a cold slap in the face. Here was the tweet, Sean. Jerry DiNardo was at Maryland yesterday, the fifth stop on the BTN bus tour. He says this, bus tour stop number five, Maryland football, most talented teams so far out of Nebraska, Illinois, Northwestern, and Rutgers. Offensive and defensive line, outside linebacker, certainly separated from all previous stops. Recruiting rankings matter, 2020 class ranked sixth in the Big Ten, 2021 class ranked fourth in the Big Ten. How, Sean, do you respond to that from Jerry DiNardo yesterday? (laughs) Well, Maryland had a good year last year. They've got an all-Bay 10-level quarterback back. They've got a former Saban coordinator as their head coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've recruited well. They've added good players. Um, so, I mean, is it a cold slap in the face if you're a Nebraska fan? Yeah, but you, know, you look at their location. They're in a better recruiting territory than Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at those five teams he mentioned, they arguably are probably in the best recruiting territory of those five schools. And Loxley's a known recruiter. Um, like his flaw has been not being a great game coach, or but as a recruiter, he's always been known as, as an elite level guy there. Um, so, is it going to hold out that way? It's hard to say because the schedule Maryland plays is very difficult. But um, it, it just tells you, I think, if anything, guys, how tough this league is. Yeah. How you know there are no gimmies. You go yeah. back to the early years when Nebraska joined this league in 11 and 12 and 13 and 14, mm-hmm. you could you could just say, all right, they're going to play Illinois and they're going to win. Yeah, they're, You're going to play Minnesota. Purdue. And they're probably going to win in Purdue. I mean, I, like when Daryl Hazel was coaching Purdue. Way different. Man. I remember like Randy Gregory, we're out there for an 11 a.m. noon game out there, local time. Gregory gets like a 25-yard sack on the first play of the game. <laughs> And, and you're just like, yeah, they're going to win this game. It, it ain't like that anymore. I mean, it's just a lot different. <laughs> no, it isn't like that anymore. Nebraska, however, Sean, will be bolstered by the arrival of Devin Drew from Texas Tech, the defensive lineman. What can we anticipate from Devin Drew immediately? Not only now, will he be able to practice today in, in pads, and what do you expect from him in game one? He won't be able to be in pads. He'll be out there. He's got to acclimate, you know, the NCAA acclimation practice rule. So it'll be about a week before he's in pads. I think the goal is, you know, can he give you anything? Can he give you 10 snaps at, you know, North, um, Northwestern? I mean, what, what's a realistic goal? And a lot of that won't be known for about a week. So you know what kind of shape he's in. So you know how quickly he can grasp the game. Um, Because it it is very difficult just to walk in somewhere, but he has played power five football. You know, this is not Jakeem Green coming in, you know, a couple years ago. I think people thought Jakeem Green was going to play right away. He never played that year. No, right. 
Um, I think this is a little different that you know that this guy's played like 900 snaps of Power 5 football. So that, that to me, is worth something. So we'll see. I think Devin Drew's going to probably be freaked out by how many photographers are taking his picture today. Um, yes, he will be freaked out. He will be freaked out. He's going to be like, what in the hell am I? What, what did I walk into here? There's like people taking pictures of me like I'm Tom Brady taking the practice field or something. Yeah, he, it, somebody's going to have to warn him, right? Seriously. Like, when, when, just when, so when, you know, there's going to yeah. be a bunch of people taking your picture today. <laughs> it's going to freak you out. Yeah, um, yeah that will be so- I, I'm just envisioning yeah, that. I got to right watch now. that, Sorry, Sean. No, I got to watch that. No, no, I like your sidetrack. I'm going to watch that. That'll be interesting. Joined by Sean Callen. Sean, regarding Devin Drew and that defensive line, I'm, I'm curious in general, how do you feel about Nebraska's ability to stop the run this year? Well, it's going to be important right away out of the gates, week one. Northwestern has Porter back, um, who was hurt last year. Cam, Cam Porter, Porter, yeah. And, and he was an all Big Ten level running back before he got hurt. He led them to the West title. Um, you know, a couple years ago. So him getting hurt last season was a huge blow, especially to a program that had bad quarterback play last season. They needed a running game to kind of chunk up games, and they didn't have that last year. So they're going to see that, I think, early on uh, with Cam Porter. And, you know, they, they have the best left tackle. Um, I butchered his last name. Uh, I was going to say Skoworski. Um, help me out. You butchered it. Skoronsky. Skoronsky. Yeah. Skaronsky. Uh, but he, he's the best left tackle in the conference and maybe college football. So I think right away they're going to get a pretty good dose of heavy run game in this first game. Um, and then Oklahoma, I know JoJo last year told me he thought Oklahoma had as good a running backs as they saw all year. Obviously Michigan would be up there too. Yeah. Um, so those we, we, they're going to see great running backs all year, Wisconsin and Iowa and Michigan and Minnesota. Minnesota. Whoever Minnesota puts in a running back um, is good. And, you know, we've seen that with P.J. Fleck the last few years. Sean, Scott Frost on Friday did basically – he really changed his tune from Big Ten Media Days as far as his involvement in the, on the, with the offense. At Big Ten Media Days, he said it's going to be collaborative with Whip and I and that he didn't want to divorce himself from it. Then on Friday, he basic he he sort of did an about face. He said he said it's whip it's whip's show. Whips in whips in control is what he said. Whips in control. What did you make of that? Yeah, the the divorce the divorce uh, kind of started it felt like. I mean, after saying I'm not going to divorce myself, he kind of divorced himself. Yeah, he did. Day. Yeah, he did. Um and I, I was fascinated by two things on Friday. Okay. That comment by Frost that, you know, after he felt fairly definitive at Big Ten Media Days that he was still going to be heavily involved, and then he calls it Whip Show. But then him anointing Casey Thompson, mm-hmm. not anointing, mm-hmm. but kind of anointing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that he's the guy. And I'm not surprised that he is the guy, but Frost doesn't say that very often. And it's the first time he's really, at, really oh, he praised Casey to that level. So it tells me a couple things. Number one, Casey's playing pretty well. Number two, Chubb was probably not pushing it maybe like they thought or hoped. So they're like, we got to let Casey know he's our guy. We're going to support him because we need him. Do you feel like Nebraska, though, has, if there's injury or any sort of issue with Casey, do they have a a good number two quarterback option right now? I mean, nobody really knows. But you've got a guy in Logan Smothers and Casey Thompson. I mean, I'm sorry, Chubb Purdy, those two guys – uh, can can come in in, in those roles. 
I'll tell you, they're really intrigued, and I'm sure, Sip, you've talked about this, but Richard Torres, I'm not saying this year, Mm -hmm. but he's got, I think he's kind of a surprise of that room Mm -hmm. um, with his arm talent and and ability. So uh, that's been a pleasant surprise, I think, where he's at in this picture long-term, just kind of what he's showing already. Yeah, well, there's a big dude back there, like Richard Torres, who's 6'5", 220, and has a strong arm. It gets your attention. Like, when you go watch their quarterback drills, you can see a 6'5 guy, man. Six five guy that can sling it, Sean. Hey, didn't he score forty two points? He told us in a basketball game. Yeah, I think I'm he did. Remember. Yeah, I think he did, Richard. Yeah, I bet he's an athlete. He's a hooper. Yeah, athlete, just like you, Sean. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I a wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, always good stuff. Thanks for the time. We will chat with you again next week. A little short. Thank you, Sean, for your Thank patience. You, good stuff, Astra, uh, Sean Callahan. Good stuff there. Yeah, we're you are fixated on Jerry's comments, as Listen, am I. By well, the way. as you should, because yeah. we both didn't see that until the show started, right. and it really took us by surprise. Okay, now I said I was going to say this at yeah, seven, yeah, but I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say it now. There, some people might say we're overreacting. What else is new? <laughs> to Jerry's comments in this sense. Why should we be surprised that Jerry thinks Maryland is more talented than Nebraska when we think, when I think we both agree that Nebraska would have to scratch to get to eight wins, and in doing so, it's going to have to win some close games and probably several close games. Yep. So why would we be surprised? Maryland was seven and six last year. If Nebraska is going to get to seven or eight, it's going to have to win close games. I think we actually we understand it, but to hear it from somebody else, maybe you don't want to hear it from somebody else. Maybe that's what it is. It, it's, it was too early for the cold slap. We wanted the season to be the but slap. But we we don't like Jerry would probably say, "Wait a second, listen to what you guys talk about every day. You don't even know if they're going to get to seven or eight wins." And if they do, you always say, Sipple, you always say your big thing is they're going to have to win close games. They're going to have to win close games. Uh, he, so, what's the, so what's the difference? What, why, or, or he would say, why, why is what I tweeted about Maryland so surprising to you? It just jibes with mm. what you guys say every day. Well, I think it's because this is, this is a hoity-toity thing for Nebraska, hottie. You just will always view yourselves as a better football program than Maryland, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah. It's a hottie thing. Yeah, it is. You've always been ahead of them. You feel like you always should be. Mm-hmm. You just beat the crap out of them in Scott Frost's second year, no, you're 54 right. to 7. You're right. That's why. Yeah, you're right. That is it's why. It's the same with Kansas State. You always figure mm-hmm. Nebraska's going to be better than Kansas State, but lately you're kind of like, uh, and then you're losing recruits to Kansas yeah, State. Yeah, several couple of them, right? Yeah, not several. Couple. They, lost the, they lost that kicker. They lost Dylan Edwards. They lost a kicker, too. I'm watching out for that one. But see what I – it's the same type of conversation. You didn't think that was going to happen. It's, that's why I keep saying sign of the times. Some of it's that Nebraska's backed off, backslid. But also it's just college football has changed. And, and there is – it hasn't – I don't know – I don't know. I, we always talk about parity. I don't think there's ever been this much parity. I don't think it's been a case where there's four elite teams and then there's probably a pack of 45, 50, 40 for sure, where there's not a lot of separation, right? This is not a lot of separation. 
there's not much separation between Maryland and Minnesota, you know, be- between Nebraska and Minnesota. No, there's not. I mean, they're all, they're all, it's all, it's going to be a dog fight. Those teams can all beat each other. Yeah. We've seen it every year. Mm-hmm. Mailbag and Song of the Day next on Early Break in the Ticket.